Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, Amy Luby, and Carl Palachuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. IT Service Provider University helps you improve the business side of your business. We launched IT Service Provider University in 2013, and today we offer more than 20 courses on every aspect of running your consulting business. ITSPU provides training and pathways to certification for individual IT service providers as well as company-level certifications. Pathways include management, technician, sales and marketing, service manager, and front office. Learn more about professional classes and certification at ITSPU.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to the SMB Community Podcast. Hey, this is James Kernan. I'm going to be your co-host today, and I've got a very special co-host guest here that I want to introduce, uh, Miss Charlene Ignacio. Uh, she's uh, from Hawaii, and know in advance that she makes friends everywhere she goes. And what you see online about Charlene is what you get in person. Uh, I think I met her in person for the first time at a mastermind conference here just a few weeks ago. And all I can say is she's a firecracker. So she <laughs> serves as a multi-industry CEO, speaker, author, serial entrepreneur, a business coach, and also little known fact, she's also a second degree black belt in judo and a black belt in Lean Six Sigma, uh, and she's certified with that. So marketing guru, Charlene, hey, welcome to the program. Oh, James, it's so fun to see you again and uh, be here with everyone. Thanks for having me and allowing me to help. You bet, you bet. I love your energy, and, and more importantly, you know, we're going to share some marketing wisdom today because our MSP question of the week is a doozy and it relates directly back to marketing. So uh, perfect timing to have you on the show. So uh, let's start off with that. We'll kick off with that because we've got the uh, MSP marketing guru here with me. Uh, but the MSP question of the week was, what can MSPs do to market their business with little or no budget? Right? That's Everybody wants to know that. Everybody wants to know that. And you know what's really fun news about that question is, um, you know, there's so many different things. And so I, I want to tell the MSPs, especially our MSPs who are just fighting the good fight, you know, don't get overwhelmed because you think everyone else is doing it. Believe me, everyone else is not doing it. And it's okay not to do everything that everyone else is doing because your MSP is unique. Your product and service is unique. You're trying to stand out in the crowd of saveness. And so, you know, hopefully through today's, you know, conversation, you know, James, you really teed it up well, you know, zero to almost no budget. Um, and, and I say this is necessary for all levels of MSPs, whether you're a five or less shop or, you know, you're a big corporation or you're building into a channel. It, it really it really is proven principles across all growth cycles of every company. So what a hot topic to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you just mentioned something that's really cool. And let's start with this. But then I'd love to hear some campaign examples of what you could do with little or no budget. And I've got I've got a couple answers as well to maybe fill in the gaps, but you said something really critical that I think is super duper important for all, all sizes of MSPs really, especially the small ones, but it's to get, you know, how do you stand out 
And, uh, you know, I, I've always felt and had seen, you know, get your personality involved with your brand, get your personality involved because you're unique. We're all unique. Right. Uh, but that's uh, so the real question is, Charlene, how do you make your business stand out? What can MSPs do? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I love this. When I went to James's mastermind, you know, the room was filled with the smartest MSPs I knew around because they were really there to to figure out how to grow their business and really do that aggressively and really be smart about it. So I that's the first thing I want to lead with, guys, is, you know, just like James's mastermind, you want to be the smartest one in the room, but listening for all the things that you can actually do. So here's a couple mm -hmm. of things. One, um, MSPs, this is your biggest pain point. People assume they know what IT services mean or managed service provider means, and you have to mm -hmm. understand that they don't. They're just going to assume based on the collective. And unfortunately, the generalization of it creates what I consider the CSA-ness. You know, you're standing out and you got to really pull away from what everyone thinks it is. So first rule is you are a walking billboard. MSP owners and team, you are a walking billboard. Your t-shirt says it, your car says it, how you deal with your customers and clients, how you deal with your networks. You are a walking billboard for your services. So if you're like every other MSP, you're going to look like every other MSP. But if you're not, then you need to stand out. That's why the billboards exist in, in counties and states, because yep. you want to stand out, right? Yeah. James, I mean, that's yep. the first rule. What are you walking around in as a billboard of your business? That's a, it's a great point. A great point. Yes, I agree. And that's totally free, guys. When you get ready in the morning and you're walking out, you are a walking billboard. So my invitation to you is first things first. Keep it simple. What can you control right now? What you wear, what you put on your car, get a car magnet if you have to, or put a sign on your door of your office. A lot of guys forget that part. They're like, oh yeah, maybe I should put a sign out. Those are things that are visible because people will see you and you want to stand out and say exactly what you're good at. And, and I want to say this, you know, we, we work with multiple MSPs and, and James, you always hear this, like the simple things is what gets missed because it's so simple to miss them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, just start there, guys. I know that's really impossible, but man, you're going to say, what am I not doing right now? Yeah, that's great. I agree completely. What What are some other things that that you've seen smaller MSPs do with little or no budget? Uh, what what campaigns, for example, what, what things can you do? So uh, MSPs, I want to give you uh, another uh, vantage point to look at it. Your customer really needs to understand that you understand their pain point. So when you're marketing, you want to talk about the pain because the pain is the reason why they look to you for the solution. So in your marketing, you can fix this right now. Your website, your LinkedIn, maybe even your collateral pieces. You can read it and say, am I just fire hosing my potential customer with all the things I know? Or are you going to fire hose them with saying, I know your pain and here's a solution that I can help you with two yeah, different strategies. And, and James, you know, when I was at the mastermind, I, I I'm not going to say who, but one of the smartest guys in the room raised his hand who has multiple degrees and said, Holy crap, I can go do that right now. I'm like, uh-huh, go ahead. And it wasn't right. it didn't cost anything. He could do it right now. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, I teach a lot of uh, professional sales courses and it's around value-based selling. And the value is you 
and your ability to understand the customer's issues, challenges, and concerns in what the solution looks like. So you, you and if you can, connect it to the emotions, but uh, you need to understand what their challenges are and then have a solution to fix it uh, and the impact on their business uh, by doing so. So that's understanding the customer's pain. I love that. I love that. Um, so, oh, James, there's one more thing, and I'm just at, at the edge of my seat, literally. <laughs> when you think about the business, guys, this third idea that's completely free is that you want to showcase how your business and cyber and security and MSP services align because they want to see, you know, why do they need to have, you know, the non bring your own device rule? Because guess what? You're going to say to them, well, you know, you're trying to lower your risk. You're trying to lower your liability. You're trying to lower your insurance. You're making them money. You're putting money back in their pocket. And you want to showcase that because the business goals and the, the security goals and just the IT goals overall align. And so your marketing materials need to say that. Your marketing materials need to say that in a way that they can go, wow, we're going to save money. We're going to keep money and we're going to be able to grow the company because you're walking in lockstep with us and our goals. Mm -hmm. And that's where you create a partnership, right? Think about your customer as a partner, not mm -hmm. a customer who's just going to be out there paying you, you know, a monthly bill every day. It's just not true. You need to look at them and go, how do I partner with you to make your business more efficient, more effective? How do I increase productivity? How do I decrease costs? How do I lower your liability? And James, when, when it's really that simple, mm -hmm. selling already sells, it already makes sense. And your marketing just ties right in. They want to come to you versus you trying to force them to buy it from you. Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. And kind of related to the topic of what else can you do with little or no budget, you know, a couple other quick ideas I would have is, you know, like Charlene was hinting at align yourself with your technology partners or distributors where you buy the product. You know, if you're, uh, you know, loyal to Hewlett Packard, if you're loyal to Microsoft or you're loyal to Fortinet, you know, go to market with them, tell them what campaigns that you want to do and market their products into your customers and they'll help pay for it. Okay. Uh, or give you resources or content for free. Uh, I like having multiple ways of marketing the business, not just, you know, rely on cold calling or rely on emailing. You know, so have a variety of different ways to build your brand and, and touch the prospect or touch or stay in touch with the the um, customer because it's, sales is all about being in the right place at the right time, right? Yep. You want to be in the right place at the right time. So, yes, yes. and I know one of the one of the other cost effective or, or very inexpensive or free ways really is social media marketing. So that was something I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, what should small MSPs specifically be doing for social media? You know, there's there's uh, two rules in the game, guys. The platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they're completely free. But you do not own the platform. And I want to make that really clear because that's a big aha moment for even enterprise size mm -hmm. companies is because you don't own the platform. So what you have to do is get their information so that you can market to them. Because in recent years, you have seen the changes of marketing altogether. It's all about building a community, 
building an organization of credibility and trust. And so guys, you want to use these platforms that are completely free to your advantage so that you can then own the information like an email address or their contact information, but you got to build campaigns. And this is the second rule guys, that they want to learn and hear from you. And here's how, how I say that. I have an MSP client, amazing human being, great, love their entire team. But you know how he built his business is because he took one client, helped them reach their goals, and then that client became a fan. So asked for reviews, asked for referrals, asked for, hey, you know, do you know other people who are probably going through the same thing? You have a circle of influence, about 250 people around a business. Could you really take on 25 to 30 more clients? Of course you can. But you got to really think until you tell your customer how amazing and awesome you are, guys, they don't know how to tell other people about you. So you're really Mm -hmm. scripting and coaching. And so social media does that for you because people will look you up on Facebook. People will look you up on LinkedIn. Um, And James, I know you teach this quite a bit at the Mastermind. You know, people are going to use these strategies for selling, but you've got to be really proactively out there doing it. They're not going to come to you. They're going to expect you to come to them. So don't exactly. spend money on ads right now. Like, don't worry about spending, you know, two, $3,000 a month. I would tell every small MSP, don't do that. What you start doing is build your brand and visibility to make you the expert authority. And then yeah. focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. I've always said good marketing is, is the combination of education and entertainment. So edutainment, right? We need to edutain. Right our prospects and our customers and be that thought leader. So agree with you a thousand percent. So, Hey, I ran into you in Denver, a fantastic uh, event there, but what else are you up to? Are you going to any events coming up soon? Yeah. You know, uh, they're, they're definitely a big applause to the mastermind. James is bringing me back. So I'm thrilled in September and MSPs. Uh, You got to understand that James just brings it and he brings it loud and he brings it intense and he brings it to grow. And so looking forward to that. Uh, you know, building channel partner programs. We're going to CompTIA next week. Um, it's going to be great. We're also going to be uh, going to DEF CON. I know a lot of you are going to be there because it's one of the biggest shows uh, for our industry. Um, channel Mastered is so excited and thrilled because we are just constantly growing and helping our vendors and our MSPs connect. Uh, that's awesome too. Uh, another event we're going to is the MSP Summit coming up in Miami. Uh, We're going to have a big showcase. We're going to have yachts, uh, cigars. We're going to have lots of fun. Um, I don't know. I'm all about fun, guys. You know, it's like I work really, really hard, just like you guys do. And it's like, gosh, when you get together with really amazing people, magic happens. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, just to tune in or zoom in a little bit on what you just said, because something's really important. Uh, Charlene, uh, for any of you, vendors out there that have go-to-market strategies, whether you're small or big, uh, you know, or sophisticated or not, if you have a go-to-market strategy to MSPs and you want more visibility with MSPs, you need to talk to Charlene and the folks over at Channel Mastered uh, because they've got great programs to uh, everything from content creations to strategy, uh, sales marketing assistance to help you go to market. So make sure you look out for Charlene. And what's really cool is I'm going to be in Vegas. So yes, I'm going to be. That's why. Um, so I'll run, run into you there uh, at CompTIA uh, at the Channel Con event. That will be super cool. And then, uh, yeah. And then Scottsdale late September, uh, the weather will be cooling off, but we'll be at that Talking Stick Casino 
uh, at the mastermind event. Um, and I know I'm going to see you there as well. That'll be, that'll be super awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So cool. Any, anything else in the news or anything else that you're up to that you wanted to share? You know, guys, um, one of the things that we we try to help our MSPs with is really look at how do we help you 10x your business? And I know that's a common theme. So this is something that you've heard. Uh, you know, I love MSP owners who are like, Shar, I, I already I'm doing all the sales. You know, I've got I got my tech guys. I've, I've got my dev team. What do I do? And, and I always encourage you guys to look at the model of channel partners because it will do three big things for your business. One. It will bring you more salespeople without having to pay overhead because they love your product and service. They have people who have problems that need your solutions. They're awesome for it. Two, partners bring what I consider validity and visibility. And what I mean by that is when someone else is talking about how awesome you are, guess what, guys? Your, your value to the market increases and their mm -hmm. visibility out there talking about you gets people going, yeah. well, you work with them. Awesome. Can I work with them too? And it just becomes a trust and an instant like handoff. So that's the second reason why channel partner programs work. And the third, and this is probably what I love the most about it being a channel chief is you're going to get to the market and leveraging each other's marketing strategies, budgets much faster than you ever would on your own. And I want to say this, we're not an Island guys, even though I'm from Hawaii and I love Hawaii. I love being from Hawaii. <laughs> It's given me every happiness I can and count on is the fact that you're going to get there together, right? You're going to get to success. You're going to get to growth. You're going to get to your 1 million ARR faster because there's other people bringing opportunities and deals to the table. And so you want to think about that as part of your marketing and sales strategy. I know James teaches that in the mastermind. I know that he, he says, guys, you, you know, if you want to grow, you've got to increase right? Your reach and, and be out there and be really credible and be talking to all the right customers. And so guys, channel partners is, is one of the things that I'm passionate about because I believe it's about people. You're in the people business. You're not in the tech business and you're not in the security business. You are in the people business first. Yep. Well said. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. One last thing I wanted to bring up. So uh, we've got I interviewed uh, a nationally uh, known motivational speaker, a good friend of mine and successful businessman, uh, Mr. Van Deeb. So we're going to highlight him on five minutes with a smart person, we call it. So a little five minutes with a smart person. Uh, zoom in on that to uh, listen to Mr. Van Deeb. He's uh, just um, one of the most grateful, successful um, servant heart leaders I've ever met. You know, and, uh, you know, there are certain people, Charlene, that you meet them and, yeah. and I, an old friend told me this and it's kind of just blunt, but there's some people that give you energy and there's some people that suck your energy, right? I want to be around the positive people that give you energy and makes me feel better at the end of every conversation I have with them. And, uh, you're like that, first of all, Charlene. So thank you. And and secondly, Van Deeb is like that as well. Just uh, he's a, a gift uh, to all of us. So uh, listen in on that. This is James Kernan with Kernan Consulting here to interview one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet in the entire world, a friend, a, a business acquaintance, and someone I've really gotten to know over the past couple of years here in Omaha, Nebraska. Mr. Van Deeb.
Hello, James. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm I'm really honored. You bet. You bet. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, you and I have connected a couple years back, and we got to spend some more time together this past year. But uh, I was really intrigued with your story. Uh, we've got a lot of similarities in our background from you know growing up in the Midwest, you know, playing college football. Uh, and then just, you know, end up being successful in sales and growing businesses. And now we're, uh, you know, on similar paths of trying to give back to the community. But what, what, uh, tell people a little bit more about your background and your story. Thanks, James. Uh, so yes. And, and first of all, thank you for always the content that you put out. You're a mentor of mine and I love the content that you put out to make us all better. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, you bet. So my story is, you know, I, I was a non-conforming, rebellious kid <laughs> with no direction. I'm the youngest of five people. They were all, you know, kind of straight and narrow. I come from a, a family of preachers and teachers, and I didn't fit in any of those categories growing up. I was <laughs> I was the wild child, and my mom didn't discipline me. And uh, she said I made her laugh too hard, so she couldn't. Um but I knew I wanted to get in sales and I just, I was really motivated. We didn't grow up with any money. I didn't know it because we were just surrounded by love in my family, but I mm -hmm. wanted to experience what it's like to have a, a bike that didn't look like it came out of the Wizard of Oz. All my friends had 10 speeds growing up and I had this bike that looked like it came right out of, out of Dorothy's. Um, anyway, so I, I was motivated that I wanted to be successful at something when I grew up. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get into real estate at age 23, straight commission. Um, so, and I'm celebrating my 40th year in real estate. And But, you know, God's so good to me. Um, I found a career that I literally got to say, I can't wait to go to work today. And, you know, James, just like you, you want your audience and people that you're um, helping out in life um, to, and people you're coaching you want them to be able to say, I can't wait to go to work today, which is kind yeah. of like my mission when I'm speaking. I want to do something that they have a takeaway that maybe will help them enjoy their career more. Um, so anyway, I did real estate. And then about 25 years ago, I found a love of motivational, inspirational speaking, mostly to my own agents. I had this company that I started out in my basement. And, you know, all of a sudden I got 10 people, I got 50, 100, 200, 300, 400. So I almost got thrown into motivational speaking because I'm the leader of this company and I'm the one that they turn to, to get excited and to be, be uh, productive. And so that's kind of how it all started in a nutshell. Yeah, that's impressive. Impressive. I know your your first real estate company ended up selling that. You had a successful exit and then you formed a, another one. But the whole time, I love that you've been coaching, inspiring and motivating uh, out there in the, the public speaking circuit and, and more importantly to your, your own team. So here's a question I wanted to ask you. How did you how long did it take you out of school and out of athletics to kind of tap into that competitive spirit that you had in, in sports and into sales, into business? How did you bridge that gap? You know, it, it took me probably five years just to find what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was really, um, I feel like I wrote the book on the four letter word, 
W-O-R-K. I was always a worker, always disciplined, always motivated. You know, in my time, my motivation was Rocky. The movie Rocky came out in 1977. And it did something to me because I could relate to him. I was a nobody with no direction. And this guy made a decision, Rocky, that he wanted to be the greatest boxer of all time. And eventually he did. I, I used that as motivation, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then um, I got into real estate. And it was all because I saw a guy that I went to high school with that I didn't know well, but he was driving a nice car. My car wouldn't go over 40 miles an hour and I couldn't afford to, to get a better one. And I said, hey, what do you do for a living that you drive a nice car? And he goes, I'm in real estate. And I go, I want to get in real estate. And that's really <laughs> how it all happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like you, it took me a few years to figure that out. About three years, I got plugged into my first sales role. And being highly competitive like you, it was uh, we used to sit in a, a daily huddle. And the owner would walk around the room and call on each salesperson. How many calls did you make? You know, how many quotes did you do? And it was the same format. And I wanted to beat everybody every single day. And uh, it it just kind of started with that. But it's it's hard work, right? You, yes. you, your foundation uh, yes. was hard work. And your story, James, I just loved having you on my radio show. And I'd love people to go listen to your episode and just go to kcro.com and punch in James and his episode will be there forever. But I learned so much about your history and who you are and it made me even think think of you more as a mentor to me because you've got so much experience. And I preach to people, learn from people that have been there and done that. And that's why, mm -hmm. James, when you send me emails or motivational stuff or mastermind or whatever you're working on, yours is one of the ones I really pay attention because you're the type of person that we all should be learning from. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's um, it was a lot of fun being on your program. Yeah. So I know obviously you've got your own radio show, The Journey on KRCO Radio. Uh, you're out public speaking all the time. I love what you're doing on social media. It seems like either you or someone else I know is posting pictures of you speaking at groups uh, with the the massive selfies. Uh, how how do you find all your different speaking opportunities, and what types of things do you enjoy most when you speak? Oh, that's a great question. So I'm a self-promoter. I'm one of these that I don't wait for the phone to ring. Every time I'm with a human, I'm giving them my card. I'm, I'm, this is my 40th year. I was supposed to retire uh, back in 2009 when I sold my big company, and that lasted about 30 minutes. I'm not, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I am not cut out for anything but working. God blessed me with the discipline and the drive and, and determination to work, and I love what I do, but James, I tell everybody what I do for a living. I don't wait for people to find out from somebody else. I'm not afraid to go up to any level of employee, the receptionist, the janitor, the CEO. If you guys ever need some motivation, please think of me. I do workshops. I do keynotes. So I'm selling all the time. Now, one that you probably just saw is I go do an eighth grade summer entrepreneur camp every year at University of Nebraska at Omaha. And I visit with eighth grade entrepreneurs. And like the two words we brought up uh, yesterday are work and respect. If you master both those words, chances are when you get in the business world, you're going to be successful. So I'm not just speaking to, um, you know, successful people and, and big companies. 
anybody that needs a little bit of a shot of, yes, I can do it. I'm, I'm the guy that wants to be in front of them, but I'm always, I'm always promoting constantly. Yeah. I don't know any different. I can see that. And people can get that information up on your website, your speaking bio, and and, and they can uh, connect with you there. I, I see you all over social media all the time. But one of the questions I had, it sounds clearly like you'll speak to any group anywhere, anytime. It's not like one industry that you're focused in. It's pretty much any size of business in any industry. Is that correct? That, that's correct. It used to be I'd only focus on real estate because that's what I'm still out on the streets right now. And I like I'm still selling real estate. I'm out on the streets because it makes me more relevant in being a better speaker to sales and service people. But real estate was, you know, my main audience. But now from Union Pacific to Aflac to any companies, it doesn't matter what their product is. As long as it's a sales, service or leadership, I want to be in front of them. So I'm I'm universal. But like I say, it's my my presentations are all about personal and professional development, and that qualifies for every industry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like that, you, you know, you brought up personal development and professional development. I've done a lot of uh, professional development, you know, sales training, leadership training. It's all been uh, more on the business side. But you know, what gets you there is is the personal side. Can you can you elaborate a little bit more? I mean, what? What what have you done or what can you do on the personal development side for folks? Yes, I try to lead by example. So first of all, you've got to get your own house in order before you can benefit other people. If you're not feeling great, find out what's making you not feel great and and you know, make changes. If you know, if if there's something about you that you're not confident, maybe you're overweight, maybe you drink too much, maybe you stay out too late. You've got to change those things before you can build your business. People gravitate to people that are living examples. I'm going to give you an example for me. I, I love to eat healthy because it makes me feel good. I work out, not a ton, but enough to make me feel good. I have to concentrate on doing things that make me happy in order to benefit others out there. And it's personal development is you know, a lot of people overindulge. Maybe it's food, maybe it's partying. I can't tell you how many people that have worked in my firm that could have been rock stars if they didn't stay out till one o'clock in the morning and they felt like crap, you know, the next day. Yeah. It's we're our, my mother used to say this to me when I was younger, probably more often than not. <laughs> you are your own worst enemy. And think about it. A lot of times people are not successful because of us, because we do it to ourselves. We have yep. nobody to blame but ourselves on a lot of the reasons why we aren't developing like we're supposed to. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's some true words of wisdom right there. Some gold nuggets for every, for all the listeners. I, I run into that all the time on the business side. You know, people want to create a revenue generating program or you know increase sales and profits and hire more people. Yep. And the reality is they're not growing because of something they're doing. You know, it's their mindset normally, and normally there's something else going on. It could be a personal relationship, uh, you know, family member, uh, you know, lack of confidence, something they're self-conscious of, a lack of training. But normally it's a personal element that's stopping you from being successful in the professional world. So I like what you just said. And that's it, James. I mean, you know, I wanted to get to know you because of you as a person. 
not because of all your accomplishments. I wanted to get to know you because I like the way you carry yourself. I like your confidence. People buy from people. I can't tell you how many times I've spent more money on a product or a service because I like the guy, not because he had the better product and he might be more expensive, but I want to buy from the person that's drinking the water. I want somebody that's excited about what they're doing. And we can't be excited about what we're doing unless we dig deep inside to make ourselves better. We have to make ourselves better every day. And we have to tell our loved ones around the dinner table, these are my personal goals to become better. Because if I become better, all of us are going to benefit. So let's all help each other, you know. Yep, yep. So let me let me ask you a more challenging question. So I've always felt that... Uh, you know, we all grow and we learn from events that have happened in our life. And uh, it's when things are going great, things are easy, right? You just kind of go, go on autopilot. But sometimes when you run into big challenges, to me, those are big learning lessons in life. Were there anything in your professional career that you ran into that was a big challenge that you think was a, a learning moment for you? You know, probably several, but one I can remember is, um, you know, when I started my own company, I was in the real estate business for 10 years working for another broker and I learned a ton and I opened my own company and I started out of my basement and I had a bunch of my competitors say, you'll never make it. Um, there's not room for another real estate company. And some of them went to some tactics to try to keep me at bay, to keep me where I couldn't grow. And it was, it was very, uh, um, you know, troublesome for me because I, I'm the guy that wants to help everybody succeed, but I wasn't getting that from my competitors. And so that was very challenging for me. So it made me work a little harder not to prove them wrong because that's a wrong motivation. I did it. I worked harder to build my company to prove myself right. I didn't do it to prove them wrong. And then eventually, you know, I've got the largest independent real estate firm in the Midwest. These guys were all treating me with a ton of respect. And you know what? Instead of me doing, you know, na 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 na, see what I did. I embraced them, and I brought them into my world and loved them like I would somebody that would have treated me better. But I think a challenge that everybody goes through is when somebody treats you poorly, you automatically might think, "Well, I've got to get back at them, or I got to do it." It's liberating to treat them better than you would have in the first place. It's there you liberating. Go. I can't there you tell go. how many times I've gone on real estate appointments. And usually the people in Omaha pick maybe three or four top agents. And I was always one of them that they'd interview. And some of the clients would say to me, when I'm going on the interview, hey, this other person that was here, she's you know one of the top dogs here, uh, was not saying nice things about you, was not complimentary. And that didn't sway us. That's why you're here. You know what? I defend myself, but then I'd see her places. I'd always say when there is a crowd, there's one of the best real estate agents in Omaha. Mm -hmm. I did it all the time. And she would kind of look, look, and eventually <clears throat> she became one of my friends and we're, we're, we're good friends today. But when people are bringing you down, you do the opposite and you lift them up. There you go. There you go. I love that. That was, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, it's um I was always taught, you know, blind them with niceness. Ooh. You know, love don't that. don't meet their energy, you know, negative to negative. You you lift them up, just like you said. So that's that's incredible. 
Van, I, I love chatting with you. We're going to run out of time. I want to ask um, for any final words of wisdom. You, you've dropped some gold nuggets in here already, but anything else that you want to leave the audience with? I challenge your wonderful listeners and audience to get up in the morning starting tomorrow and say in the mirror, today I'm going to inspire somebody. That's all I ask you to do. Wake up. And I started doing this a long time ago. And in my mind, the first human that I see that day, I want to say something to inspire them. And then I'm going to do to the next one, the next one, the next one. We all have ways to inspire people in a world where they need it now and they need us more than ever. Absolutely. And especially in today's day and times, right? Oh, boy. They need us. They need our love, which we're capable of more than ever. So if anybody's looking for a keynote speaker, someone to run a workshop, uh, come motivate their staff. How do people get in touch with you, Van? I'm going to give you my website, vandeeb.com. My email, van at vandeeb.com. That's V-A-N-D-E-E-B, van at vandeeb.com. Website, vandeeb.com. And my personal cell phone. I give that out because I love what I do. 402-680-8448. Wow. All right. Well, all the pretty ladies in town are going to be calling that number uh, Please. Uh, later today. <laughs> I love All it. right. Thank awesome. you. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the SMB community podcast. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on any of the, uh, the ways that you listen to your podcasts. Make sure that you um, subscribe to the SMB community podcast. All right, everybody take care. Charlene, thanks for being with us today. It was a, a pleasure to have you. Aloha everyone. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.